Hi, and thank you for joining me for episode 6 of NBA with Dalton. Today, we're going to be starting off with the direction of the podcast, then going over to the Indiana Pacers and what they can do this offseason to build their team or rebuild their team. Then we're going to talk about Anthony Davis for a minute, and we're going to end it on the NBA matchups for tonight, March 22nd. So, I wanted to talk to you all about the direction of the podcast here for a minute. So, I named it NBA with Dalton, but after uh, considering it a little bit, I noticed that just kind of narrows down the information I can give, especially like in the off season and stuff. So I believe I will be changing my podcast name to Hoops with Dalton here very soon. And tomorrow we're going to do a podcast a little bit over like March Madness and some college players. And we will start covering uh, more college news as well in like top high school prospects top college prospects going into the league, which, I mean, we've already talked about and will always talk about, even if it is just an NBA podcast. That being said, we, um, I think that's just the best direction for the podcast, just giving more information so we're not running out of ideas and the podcast isn't slowing down, so we're always going strong, especially for a daily podcast, especially starting out now, in the off season, it may turn into like three a week or two a week type of deal, but for when the season and the playoffs are going on, I'm going to want to do this daily or as long as I can. So, that being said, we're going to talk about the Indiana Pacers and what direction I believe this team should go in this summer, rebuilding this team. Looking at the team, I think the first thing you need to do is start shopping Malcolm Brogdon. You picked up Tyrese Halliburton. You know, Sabonis, um, Brogdon, Turner, Warren. Those guys didn't work out together. Now we're going to get into Warren and Turner here in a little bit, but I think you really need to get rid of Brogdon because I don't believe him and Halliburton's game complement each other. That being said, going into free agency, some guards you can pick up to replace Brogdon on the team is Bradley Bill or Zach Levine. Picking up two guys who just really go out and get buckets, get you about 25 to 30 a night, two guys who have averaged over 25 points per game, I think that's something you need to look into as the Pacers. Moving on from Brogdon, and I think that's something they will do this summer, and Maybe try to get a top draft pick out of them and then go out in free agency and try to sign either Bill or Levine considering Bill opts out of his player option, which I believe he will move on from Washington this summer. I could be wrong, but I believe that's what's going to happen. So getting into it, some wing players I believe you could sign for this team. Uh, I think you definitely need to bring back Warren. Um, He's making about 11 mil this year, but I think you could bring him back maybe on a 15 mil contract. But I think you also need to be shaving salary. Do not re-sign Ricky Rubio this summer. Keep McConnell as your veteran point guard. Great perimeter defender, and I think he can be a great leader as well. Um, Maybe moving Turner is a good option as well. Uh, Maybe picking up Nurkic this offseason. Um... Or trying to move Turner for another big. I believe Turner, he's only 25, been in the league for seven years, can shoot the three ball, great, great, great paint defender. 
I think um, Turner is going to have quite a bit of trade value. I think you need to move him this summer. I need You need to use his value. You need to get him off the team, making about 18 mil, maybe try to pick up a more of a uh, center making less money but can contribute to your team defensively. Um, or even going after like a Thomas Bryant in the offseason, um, I think that could be great for the team. You know, that's a center who can shoot the ball but can't defend as well as Turner can. But I really think one guy you need to keep is Turner. Turner um, can go out, get you 20 a night, between 15 and 20. Great score, especially in that mid-range game. He's efficient while doing it. Uh, we're starting to see Turner develop a three ball, or not Turner, Warren. We're starting to see Warren develop more of a three ball. You know, starting off his career, he wasn't much of a three-point shooter. Now developing more of a three-point scoring game, and I like seeing it, and I think Indiana really needs to keep Warren around. Um, I think getting rid of Turner and Brogdon are definitely the move, shaving off some salary, also moving Buddy Hield. To make Bill or Levine a possibility, you need to get rid of Buddy Hield. He's on a front-end deal where he made more money. His salary is dropping each season, but he's still going to be making about 19 mil next year. I think you need to shave that off. Get rid of Buddy Hield, a 29-year-old player who's averaging about 15.5 points, 39% career three-point shooter. I think Buddy Hield's a little overrated contract-wise, and I think you need to get him off your team, especially as a rebuilding team. Make some money available. You've got young players. You've got Durarte. You've got Isaiah Jackson. You've got Tyrese Halliburton. You've got quite a bit of young players, young talent. Jalen Smith. I see a lot of potential with this team. You just need to make the right signings. I think, personally, if Levine decides to leave the Bulls, Indiana needs to pursue Levine over Bill. That being said, a smaller market team is going to have a harder time signing in the offseason, but I can see the Pacers doing it and making it happen. Um, Maybe going into more role players for this team. For the offseason signings, we're going to look here real quick. I think maybe picking up someone like Kyle Anderson and I mention Kyle Anderson for every team, but I think Kyle Anderson's an underrated player who should be on everybody's radar this year. A great defender. He can go get buckets. Um, Maybe going after a Tyus Jones, maybe, an unrestricted free agent. Hasn't done much, but he can contribute a little bit off the bench. Like I said, Thomas Bryant here, unrestricted. I don't think he'll be asking for too much money. If you're looking for someone other than McConnell, if Patty Mills does not opt into his player option with Brooklyn, going after Patty Mills would not be a bad option. Maybe if you trade Turner and want to try to get another center. If Orlando lets Mo Bamba walk, I think Indiana needs to pursue Mo Bamba. Um, trying to look for maybe some defenders here. If Colin Sexton, if the Cavs let Colin Sexton walk... That's another underrated move I think you can make. Not many teams are going to be looking to pay Con Sexton big, big money, so Indiana may be able to slip away with 
signing a Colin Sexton and bringing him onto the team and playing that two guard. You know, he's not a facilitator. You got Tyrese who he can score, but he's going to go out and facilitate as well. Since he's joined the Pacers, he's been averaging about nine assists. I think Colin Sexton and a Tyrese Halliburton duo could work out very, very well for this team if Colin Sexton is up to joining the Indiana Pacers. I think going out, which, oh, Jalen Smith is an unrestricted free agent, but I don't think he's going to be looking for big, big money. So I think going out, re-signing Jalen Smith's a big move as well. Maybe going out and getting like a Kevon Looney. He can hold down your paint for you. Maybe if he got a little bit more aggressive on defense, I'd like it more. Maybe if Bobby Portis gets becomes available, doesn't pick up his player option, I don't think he will. He's going to be looking for some more money. You know, there's a lot of guys this offseason, I think, the league is going to shift around a little bit. Maybe going after a younger Kevin Knox. I don't know if Atlanta's going to pick up on him. He's probably going to be walking. If DiVincenzo is walking this offseason, Indiana needs to pursue him. A great perimeter defender who is a 3 and D guy. Um, Looking for maybe some veteran presence here. Maybe going after... A Rajon Rondo. And, um, I was about to say somebody, but they're not as old as I thought they were. Maybe an Austin Rivers hitting about 30. I think that could be a great move for your team. Uh, Dwayne Dedman may be a great pr- veteran center. Or even Andre Drummond. I think Andre Drummond's going to be a, a very under-the-radar player in the offseason this year in free agency. But I think whatever team t- he goes to is going to be a ultimately big signing and one of the best signings in the offseason but a team who really needs him needs to go after him and I think maybe this Indiana team could use him especially if they look to get rid of Turner they can bring some defense back some rebounding back here in Indiana I'm gonna add a couple more players that maybe they can go for maybe a Mitchell Robinson if they get rid of Turner going after a Mitchell Robinson an efficient scorer in the paint who can also defend and grab a lot of rebounds for you. Mitchell Robinson would not be a bad pickup, especially at 24 years old. Or a young center who's on a team option, but I bet Minnesota picks up Nas Reed's team option. Nick Claxton, if Brooklyn lets him walk, but if they let him walk, I think they're stupid for that move. There's a lot of under-the-radar signings I think you can make this year. Maybe going after a mm, Caleb Martin. Get into some of the older guys here, but I don't think Indiana needs to go older. I think they need to fit pieces around Tyrese Halliburton that are going to complement his game. Uh, you've got a great young up-and-coming scorer in Crystal Duarte. I think you need to keep Warren. Warren's only sitting at about 28 right now. I think that is the move is you just build around Tyrese Halliburton, put great scores around him, and you go, you build. And I think even if you can sign a Levine or Bill with Turner on the team, I think you should do that maybe. But I feel like Turner is going to want to move on from the team, and the team may be looking to move on from Turner as well. That being said, I think there are some great directions Indiana can go. They're a smaller market, but I think they can build a great team here. 
especially having a chance at Zach Levine. But Zach Levine's going to be looking for a payday. Bradley Bill's going to be looking for a payday. I don't think Bradley Bill's going to get over $35 million like he has. Maybe be on a $30 million contract. Maybe a back end or a flat deal. You could even go after someone like Robert Covington to come off your bench, provide some great defense. Maybe a veteran in Serge Ibaka who can stretch the floor, play some great paint defense as well. Maybe get an aggressive score in Montrez Harrell, but I don't see Montrez fitting well with this team. I think Kyle Anderson, bringing back TJ Warren, bringing back Jalen Smith, maybe picking up Thomas Bryant if you move Miles Turner. Maybe picking up Tyles Jones if you move on from McConnell, trade McConnell. I think that could be great for this team and a great move. So going into Anthony Davis and the injury drama with him, do you look to move Anthony Davis in the offseason if you're the Lakers? I would say possibly so. Both parties may be looking to uh, go separate ways. But, you know, Anthony Davis, obviously a great player. He's got quite a bit of accolades for, you know, what he's gone through. He's a champion. He's a four-time All-NBA. He's, sorry, something popped up here. Four-time All-Defense, four-time All-NBA, three-time block champ, 2020 champion, eight-time All-Star, averaging about... Why can't I think here? Averaging about 24 points per game for his career. You know, his shooting splits were not very great this year uh, for his 36, 37 games he did play. Frank Vogel actually did report the other day, though, that he is inching closer. And I think maybe adding him and go before the play-in, if you can get him in by the play-in game, the, pay, the Lakers may have a chance. But like we talked about last episode, with all the locker room drama, all the pointing fingers, I don't see this team going very far at all. And I don't even see them making it past the uh, play-in, honestly. I do not. So I think that being said, both parties may be looking to go separate ways this offseason. And I don't think that would be a bad move for both parties at all if you do look to get rid of each other. Um you know, sorry, I just kind of went blank-minded, but I think Anthony Davis could go get a star role somewhere else, be a great contributor, and have another chance at a ring if he can stay healthy, but is it the end for Anthony Davis? Because we've seen him go through three or four injuries this offseason, try to return and get injured again, try to return, get injured again, and that is not a great sign for a player, especially at his young age are we looking at the end of AD? I really hope not because he still's got a lot of upside to his game. It's not like he's getting old. It's not like he's degressed and about to retire. No, he's only 28. You know, he should be hitting his prime right now, you know? Hopefully we didn't see Anthony Davis hit his prime already. I don't think we have. But are we seeing the end of him? That's that's the scary thing. I truly hope not. But Anthony Davis could be on the downside, the downslope of his career already, and that is a scary thing to watch. So going into NBA matchups tonight, we got the Warriors with no Curry going against the Magic. I think this is a great game where you can just kind of balance out your team 
um, for the Warriors with no Curry. Going into that first round, like I've talked about, if you're playing the Nuggets without Curry, I don't think you make it out of the first round. But the Timberwolves have actually moved into the sixth seed, and I think they are very beatable for this team without Stephen Curry if they play together and play like a team. So I think that's something I'm going to be watching as I watch this game is how well are they playing without Curry, and are they going to be able to do it without Curry? Are they going to be able to set a solid foundation without Curry while he's out? Because I don't see Curry returning until at least mid first round of the playoffs going into the next matchup tonight we've got Atlanta versus the Knicks uh both very disappointing this year um Atlanta has the chance to make their record 500 again going 36 36 Knicks no Julius Randle I see the Hawks coming out with a W tonight Going into the Bulls versus the Bucks, I think this is a very big game. The Bulls have not been very big going against top-seeded teams in both conferences. I believe they haven't even won a game. Like 0-15, I believe, is what I saw the other day. And it's like, what does that mean for this team going into the playoffs? If I'm a Bulls fan, I am very nervous. So I think tonight, the Bulls need to go out and assert dominance. They need to hit the Bucks early. They need to look in transition you know, because this Bucks team is a great set defense. And if you're trying to play just out of a normal set, I think they're going to be shut down quite a bit. So looking to run early and often get transition points, I think that is big for tonight's game. But I do see the Bucks coming out dominating the Bulls. But I think it is a big game to watch to see if the Bulls can play great against a top-seeded East team. The last matchup tonight, the Clippers versus the Nuggets. I think the only thing I'm really looking for in this game is to see maybe how the 8-seeded Clippers are holding up against the 7-seeded Nuggets and how well is Jokic going to carry this team. Is he still going to have gas left in the tank for the playoffs? MVP watch is going strong tonight. Jokic could be our first MVP for under a 6-seed. I don't think there's ever been an MVP who's won the MVP award and their team be under the sixth seed. Russ was a six-seeded MVP. So that being said, sorry, I got a um message on here. So that being said, I think you need to go ahead and just kind of watch Jokic and how he's um, playing his game this year. I think it's a big way. And I think Jokic is a big talk about this season to go for that MVP spot. Um, Real quick, I'm just going to see if we've had any new ladder rankings for the MVP race. Hoping so. Um, Sunday we did. Didn't, this is not what we talked about last time then. Going in here. Jokic is number one still. He's got 10 games left, 7 at home, 3 on the road. Jokic has been incredible this season, averaging 26, 13.6 rebounds, and 8 assists. What, like I said in the previous podcast that I talked about Jokic, what center are we watching do this for real? He's carrying a team with no superstars. He's facilitating, setting up his offense. He's got... Almost a flawless offense. You can never truly call a player flawless, but he's almost got a flawless offense. 
But if Jokic was more assertive on defense, oh my gosh, would he be the no doubt best center in the league. Going into number two, Joel Embiid is still number two in the rankings. And the two guys who have been battling hard, Embiid finishing second wouldn't surprise me. But, you know, Embiid also looking for a scoring scoring title this year, sitting at about 29.8 points, leading the league in scoring, 11 rebounds and 4 assists, and about sitting about 1.4 blocks per game leading his team to a number three spot in the East. And I think that's the only thing you could really have in a debate for Embiid versus Jokic for MVP is Embiid has had his team in a higher ranking, but Embiid has also had a lot more contributors to his team this year, especially adding Harden after the trade deadline. But they've been looking a little sloppy finishing, and I think that's something I really should have touched on the last time I talked about the Sixers. is they have not been able to finish games. They have been losing in late game, fourth quarter situations. But can't argue with Embiid at number two. Going in at number three, Giannis, who has said he's not even competing for this MVP award, but Giannis has been playing like an MVP. Man, has he played amazing. Uh, Sitting at about 29.8 points as well. Him, LeBron, and Embiid are tied for points. And I don't know who's going to come out with the scoring title. Averaging about 11.5 rebounds per game and 6 assists. You know, another big man who can facilitate, set up your offense. You know, and watching Giannis Iso, he's really just an unfair player. Sitting, um, They're sitting at 44 and 27 as well, tied with the Sixers for, I don't know, both says they're both third in the East. Um, but really battling... So I could see maybe Giannis taking a late MVP award here, but I do think Jokic has it in the bag, honestly. Going into number... Oh. What is going on here? Um, And then not much has really changed for, you know, John Morant still sitting at four. Lucas still at five. I think we need to see DeMar DeRozan, who is now tied seventh, Jason Tatum made a push into the top. He's top six. He is sitting at number six. And I can't argue that. The Boston Celtics down the stretch have been great. Showing that they can make a true push in the playoffs in the East this year. But I think they will probably get outbattled by a top-seeded team. But the Celtics have made a great push. And I think Jason Tatum, even if he moved into the top five, would be very arguable. And I think Jason Tatum has earned it. Curry and DeMar DeRozan are tied for 7th, and I don't like this. DeRozan has been falling down, showing that the Bulls team has only gotten weaker during the season. Hopefully they get some more players returning from injury soon, some more contributors, but I still think DeRozan should be top 5. D-Book sitting at about number 9, and Durant sitting at 10, and Durant was unranked last week. Durant really carrying a load as Kyrie can't play and most of last games because of the vaccination you know and everything so most are get most of their season ending games are in brooklyn well i have enjoyed talking about episode six it has been a fun one thank you for joining me today and as always leave any suggestions in the comments for how i can improve the podcast or what i should talk about in the next episode thank you for joining me and, and have a blessed day